Hello, and welcome back to Novel Gaming, a podcast about video games and books with some twistiness of pop culture. <laughs> I'm Vicky. I'm Doug. And I'm Katie. And today on the pod, we are celebrating one of the oldest holidays. I don't actually know if it's a holiday or it should even be celebrated. <laughs> Questionable. <laughs> it is a day, and we are going to be paying attention to it. It is the Ides of March, if you didn't guess. So, <laughs> twist. Yes, big twist. So, to honor the life of the late Julius Caesar, who was literally backstabbed in 44 BC, we are going to be talking the ultimate video game betrayals, twists, surprises little thingies. Amazing. So yes. So before we get into all the deceptive goodness, let's kick it off with our usual check-ins. So Katie, would you kick us off with what you've been reading lately? Yeah, I've been reading the biography of Julius Caesar. What? Just Wait, kidding. for real? No, I, oh. no not at all. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That would have been incredible. I was going to say uh. something in the intro about how we were nerds and probably all, you know, read the Shakespeare play and know it. But... I haven't. Oh, I didn't know there a was Shakespeare a Shakespeare class play? and I never read any uh, yeah. Julius Caesar stuff. What's it called? Julius Caesar? Caesar? Yeah. I think it's just called Julius Caesar, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, a tubute. Uh. I know that. Okay. I mean, I know. I know the historical. Uh, <laughs> I get the references. Happenings. Yeah, <laughs> I, I took fifth grade world history or whatever. So maybe I'm the only nerd, and I read it as a part of my Latin class. And oh yeah, yeah. I didn't take Latin. Okay. Well, anyway, Katie. Yeah, you out nerded us. Congrats. <laughs> uh, tough thing to do. But back to reading what I'm actually reading. Uh, so I actually just started it before we started recording. Um, so I'm only like two or three chapters in. But it's Six Crimson Cranes by Elizabeth Lim, oh. which is a book that my Kindle has been telling me to read for months. <laughs> oh, Based on recommendations or what you read, or is it just an ad on your Kindle? Yeah. Uh, so it's it's just an ad on my Kindle, but sometimes I want, I don't know, it's like hit or miss with whether I think they're targeting me because they'll they'll have like <laughs> stuff like this, what seems like extremely my jam, but then they'll also have like straight romance novels. And I'm like, ah, you made me like miss the mark on this one. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But if I'm reading romance, you bet your ass it's going to be <laughs> queer. Mm -hmm. So Six Crimson Cranes in two to three chapters, Kindle is on the money with uh, Ooh, this ad ah. targeting. Uh, so it's, uh, I don't know a whole lot about it. And my partner read it before I decided to actually listen to Kindle and my partner and read it myself. But it's about a princess who has magic that she has to hide. And her magic seems to be that she can animate paper beings. Oh. So she like oh. animated a paper bird, which is something that's forbidden. Uh, and magic isn't something to be messed with in this world. So I'm sure some dramatic stuff is going to happen. She missed her betrothal meeting or something uh, because of this bird and some mishaps that went along with it. So I think there's going to be plenty of drama and plenty of magic. And I'm hoping... Uh, for good things. I like it so far, and I'll probably continue to like it unless something changes dramatically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. That sounds really cool. Yeah. I like the idea of like being able to animate or like bring to life like things on paper. Mm -hmm. 
It, it, it does it just have to be something like on paper or does oh. it is it like specifically like origami like it's it has specifically, to be made of paper well so the so it's only been one thing so far oh okay. and it's been an origami bird okay ah. that she named kiki that was kind of her only friend which was really sad so because <laughs> i was gonna say if it, it like it, it, the first thing I thought of was uh, the owl service, where she, like, where they're oh, like bringing God. owls to life from <laughs> plates. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully, it's less confusing than that book. <laughs> it already sounds like it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, I can goodness. understand what's happening so far. So that's a good sign. <laughs> oh man. How about you, Doug? You reading the Owl Service too? Oh, uh, I've just uh, yeah, I've I've actually been rereading it once a week since we read that. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. No, I actually i I don't think I've read anything since our last book club episode. Yeah. I genuinely cannot think of anything I've read. Um, and I was trying so hard to think of like, did I even read a comic book? I don't even think I've read a comic book, so that's okay. I I don't think I have anything, but I have watched stuff, so I will at least be able to contribute to some watching <laughs> things and some things of interest. So Ooh, nice. I uh, I think for the first time ever here, I got I got nothing. Aww, <laughs> totally okay. What about you, Vicky? Well, I have some things. So first, <laughs> I want to share. I'm very excited. I purchased on eBay the uh, Three Body Problem. Trilogy. So Remembrance Ooh, of Earth's yeah. Past. Yes. So I had seen it as a, a new, newly paperbacked box set around the holidays mm-hmm. and I was going to get it, but then I, I, I didn't. Uh, so it's like, well, I'm going to get it now because I want it. And I've done this thing where I'm trying not to buy any new things this year. And I knew mm. I wanted these books. I couldn't get them from the library because they were, you know, 50th on a list or whatever. And yeah. I none of the new ones like you can't even get it at Target. It's all out of stock. Um, Holy crap! Or like Thanks, Am- yeah, Netflix. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, I was really worried that all of a sudden, you know, I'm never going to read these books in my life. But I did find them on eBay, so I got them, and they're secondhand and they're in beautiful condition. So I will yeah. hopefully sometime this year be reading uh, the Dark Forest, and then oh, I don't remember the third one, but it's it's big. You know yeah. why they're in beautiful condition? Because people bought them because they're like, ooh, this is going to be a Netflix show. I'm going to read uh-huh. it. And then they opened it and, they and they're it. like, oh, my God, this is science. <laughs> this is a lot. I will say <laughs> yeah. the first one is in rougher shape than the other two. Uh-huh. The other two look completely untouched. Mm-hmm. So that <laughs> I was wondering why. <laughs> I did. Um, I got the second one from the library uh, on audiobook, maybe oh, like a boy. couple months back, like shortly uh-huh. after we talked about it. And I started and I just was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not ready. <laughs> I need to I'm not out. ready yet. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. Like I hadn't fully recovered. Um, and, and I liked that book. It's just like a I lot. Know. You know what I mean? It is so I wasn't ready to think that hard. <laughs> yeah. And I need the paper one because I, I like, I'm thinking back to the human computer. Yeah. I read it. And then oh. I read three more pages, and then I went back and read it again. And then yeah, I think I'm going to need a, a hard copy of it too. Let, yeah. You'll have to let me know. Well, have you started reading it, or no, is it nope. just okay? I'm just staring at it. It is on my coffee table, and I like okay. to look at it. I'll have to see if I can find a used copy, and you'll have to let me know when you start reading it, because that might help. Okay. Yes, I will do that for sure. And I'll wish you both the best of luck and look forward to hearing (laughs) what happens. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, A book I did start this week is called Intimacies by Katie Mm, Kitamura. Spicy. No, 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 no. Take that. Come on. Have you learned nothing? (laughs) I mean, maybe it goes there. Sex and Grey's Anatomy. I'm just, you know, putting that out there. (laughs) 
<laughs> Grey's Anatomy did. Yeah. <laughs> this book is like super tiny. It was on one of the 10 best books of last year lists. Oh. Um, but it's about this woman who was from New York, but has now moved to The Hague in the Netherlands to work hmm. as a court interpreter. So she translates a variety of languages and is like the only point of contact for these war criminals that are extradited. Mm. And this is oh, fiction. Yeah. So it's, it, I guess, explores intimacies between different relationships. So like she's got a best friend there and then a romantic partner who's got a complicated past life. And then now we met who I think is going to be like the focal point of the rest of the book, th- mm-hmm. this criminal that super secretly was brought into the Hague. Um, and so like, she's the only person who could talk to them because she's the only one who can understand he's speaking Arabic right now. Um, so it's really interesting and it's picking up and I'm enjoying it. And again, it's like so brief. So the mm. writing is just so crisp. I'm like, oh my gosh, how are we going to fit all of this into, you know, like <laughs> hundred more pages? Yeah. So it's Damn. intense. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it sounds, sounds intense. intense. Yeah. But it's good. Who is, who, who is that by? Katie Kitamura. Okay. It's a double K. It's hard to say, but I like the name. Got a good first name. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. I trust her. (laughs) Well, what about what we've been watching, Katie? Anything good? Yeah. I've been watching kind of (laughs) good. That very much sounded like, define good. Yeah. Well, like, convinced. It's, uh, it's kind of light kind of breezy kind of dramatic kind of weird it's called dollhouse um oh it's on hulu it follows three slash four women around their 30s and like you know navigating careers and love and friendship and specifically like female friendship Mm. uh and so there's like funny moments there's like heartwarming moments and there's moments where person with a cat head comes up and like does weird things and gives like advice in different ways yeah uh the cat person it's like cgi um (laughs) so it's like a little animated but not quite b stars level uh (laughs) yeah it's like been good to watch my partner and i've been watching it together or something like light to watch and uh we just We've actually been watching over the past couple of weeks, but I forgot that it was something we were watching whenever we talked last on the podcast. So I forgot to bring it up. But we just finished the second season, which I'd I'd be down for a third. Shay Mitchell is Ooh. in it. And uh, let me think of the other people from the cast. And by think, I mean Google. It's, <laughs> it's not Kat Dennings, is, is it? I, I feel like yes, but I'm just going to make sure that... Okay. That's what this says. Oh, wait. Is it called Doll? It's called Doll Face, not Doll House. That's the Eliza. I was was thinking Doll House, and I was like, this is like an older show, right? I feel like it's been recommended to me. That's the Eliza Dushku one. Doll Face is the one I've been watching. Ah. I I think I did want to watch Doll House at some point in my life. Yes. Kat Dennings, uh, Brenda Song, Shay Mitchell, Matthew. Gray Goobler, Gubbler. Oh, yeah. Love him. Got faces that I uh, have noticed, but I don't necessarily. Malin Ackerman. Malin Ackerman. I feel like I I recognize all these names and don't know who they are. Yeah. Well, if you watch the show, you'll know who they are then. (laughs) 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 But it's pretty good. Pretty. Like I said, there's some like 
dark humor in there, but uh, a pretty light watch overall. Nice. Yeah. I'm intrigued by this cat person. Yeah. That's, I, that's all you had to tell me. She's no been in other things imagine. that I didn't watch, but... The cat-headed person? Oh, no, no, no. I thought oh. you were talking about... <laughs> the <laughs> the main character is played by somebody named Cat. So yeah, I thought you were talking about... That's like the one name I did... Re- like, I, I know exactly who Cat Dennings is. But the other yeah, names, yeah. I was like, these all sound so familiar, but I don't know who they are. Yeah, the cat yeah. person uh, is formerly known as Cat Lady... Uh, it looks like mm. in the cast uh, write-up, played by Beth Grant, uh, and is pretty funny. Uh, oh. The cat lady <laughs> is one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued to watch for that because I just It's can't. an interesting mix, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, how about you? Uh, are you watching yeah. Dollhouse? I'm not watching Dollhouse <laughs> or Dollface yet, uh, but I do have a few things to bring up because... I watched the first episode of two shows uh, that were brought up recently on this podcast. So I watched the first episode of Abbott Elementary. Oh, hell yeah. Which is very good. It's as good as I expected it to be. It's a show that I knew I wanted to watch. So uh, I'm so glad you brought it up, Katie, because it prompted me to start. I I haven't (laughs) watched more than the first episode because... Um, I just haven't gotten to it yet, but I absolutely will. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm really excited because um, it's just, it's great. And there are people in it I didn't even realize were in it. Like, um, what's his face from, uh, is Everybody it Everybody Hates, hates Chris? Chris and Dear White People? Is he in that too? I don't know, but he's in a bunch of stuff. Um, and I didn't even know he was in this. And I was like, oh, that's exciting too. Um, and then... I feel like there was somebody else in it that I I was surprised was in it, but it's everybody's great, so I'm pumped uh, for that one. And then the other one that I watched the first episode of was the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window, or whatever <laughs> yes. it is. Oh my god, what did you think? It's so weird. Yeah, it's so weird. And I, I again, I only watched the first episode, and it, and so I've only seen what like I don't know thirty minutes of it or something. Or mm-hmm. did I watch the? I think I only watched one episode. Yeah, I only watched one episode. Um, and I kept waiting for something <laughs> like strange to happen. <laughs> like, or, or I guess I should say I kept waiting for something like supernatural to happen. Oh, yeah. Because everything that happens is kind of mm-hmm, strange. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just was like, it's so, it's so weird. And it, 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 I have so many questions and I absolutely need to keep watching it. Okay. Because I need to know what is going on. Yeah. Um, and there, there are moments in that, in that very first episode that I was like, wait, what? Like, and that happened multiple times. All in 30 minutes? Uh All in like 30 minutes. Like multiple times I stopped and was like, wait, hold on a second. Did I miss something? Mm -hmm. Um, but not in a bad way, in a way that just makes you sort of like, that just sets up so much stuff. And I hope, I mean, I hope everything pays off because they, they open so many doors in that first episode. Yeah, I I won't say much, but I will say I finished it and I was not disappointed. Oh, good, good. I mean, these are both shows that feature uh, people I really enjoy. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. the fact that uh, Quinta is in Abbott Elementary and then Kristen Bell, right? Mm-hmm. It's Kristen, not Kirsten, right? Yeah, Kristen yep, Bell yep, yep, yep. is in uh, The Woman in the House. Like, I mean, th- those those two actors alone like could sell me on, on stuff. So I'm not surprised I like them. But <laughs> figured I would mention that since Yay. both of you mentioned those shows. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love it. And then the other thing that I watched uh, was something that was recommended to me by a friend because of survivor they'd been trying to get me to 
watch shows on a service called Dropout, which I'm very oh. aware of because uh, they advertised the Dropout streaming service on old episodes of Drawfee a lot when they were still part of College Humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and this <laughs> friend of mine has been trying to get me to watch stuff on there because they do a lot of like D&D stuff and uh, like game showy type stuff and, and improv stuff that I know I would like. And I even mm-hmm. said like, I know I would like it. I just... Like, I'm so bad at watching things. I Like, I never finish anything. So I just, I'm not going to make any promises. And then they texted me the other day and they said, you have to log on to my account and watch the latest episode of the show called Game Changer. They're literally playing Survivor. Whoa. And I was like, oh, shit. And I immediately <laughs> logged on and I watched the first episode of the show called Game Changer. Well, not the first episode of the show called Game Changer, but the first of what is a multi-part uh, episode where they play Survivor on this show um and i guess the premise of the show game changer is that they play a new game every episode and the players don't know what they're about to play until they start oh. playing so this time they brought game in changer. what changer yeah game changer mm, the game changes exactly mm-hmm. so i guess this time they brought in more people than they've ever brought in to play a game so everybody right off the bat was like this is a lot of people like what are <laughs> we doing um and then somebody brought out like a voting urn and like half of the people on stage were like oh yeah it's gonna be survivor and then, like the other half was like what is happening uh, so i'm very excited they've only dropped the first part of it um but i'm pumped to see how it all plays out because it's basically just a bunch of like comedians and like like actor improv type people being surprised with playing survivor so i'm stoked i'm very excited would recommend for anybody who likes survivor stuff and doesn't take it too seriously that's cool yeah i wish there was more stuff like that more people should just play survivor because it's fun yeah Yeah, without this without the starving and the no sleeping part yeah 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 yeah. Well, what about you, Vicky? What have you been watching? Well, as your resident trash TV specialist, yeah. I yeah, have bring it on. another new thing to report. Um, I have been watching Love is Blind season two. <gasps> oh, tell me all about it because I oh haven't watched it. But because God. I'm in like reality TV circles, yeah. I hear about it a lot. Yeah. There is something that's so compelling about it. <laughs> it's it's Do good. Do they get married at the end? Well, that's the goal. So, Oh, God. Doug, are you familiar with it at all? Or you Uh, just know the name? I think so. I think if if I have picked up bits and pieces, there's some sort of phase where they can only listen to each other. Like like the voice kind of. They're in pause. And then after that, they have to decide whether or not to propose to each other. Is that right? Yeah. Like one person proposes. Um, Is it always a guy proposing to a lady? Uh, last season. Oh my god! So, well, I'm gonna spoil last season. So, spoiler alert! <laughs> spoiler alert for Love Is Blind season one. Yes, I think her name was Giannina, <laughs> and I don't remember the dude's name. But he like went to propose because they're in pods. There's a wall separating them, but they're like mic'd up. So he went to propose. Was kneeling in front of the the glass, which they can't see through, and said some things and she's like no i'm gonna propose to you and then she kneeled down and proposed to him at the same time so it was a shared union Uh yes Um, what a wild game show you set up such a beautiful scene yeah it's (laughs) some so they have 10 days to like figure it out in the pods wait are they in the pods for 10 days uh so they have a really nice like cushy living quarters and then they go on dates i'm using air quotes so like their scheduled time who knows how long or how many hours or whatever with you know however many guys and then i think they can indicate like who they're interested in and then they get more time 
and alone time, there's less competition for the, yeah. you know, near, near the 10 day. And then once they propose, then they propose after 10 days, some people proposed on the first episode, which was like three what? days. Yes. Wild. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And then they go and there's another dramatic partition between them. And then the doors just open and then they see each other for the first time. And, throw and then up. They run. No, and here's the other bullshit thing that we all know. They are all beautiful people on the show, so no one. Of course, yeah. So it's like a non, a non-issue. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember Netflix had that one show that was like, <gasps> oh, what was? Yeah. I don't remember what it was called, but everybody was wearing like masks up. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't watch it, but all I saw was people being like, "Wait, all these people are conventionally hot anyway, so yeah. who cares? Why are they all masked? <laughs> right. Like, why are they all wearing like mascot heads? Yeah. Right? If they all just like like." Abercrombie models anyway. Yeah. It's the it's the same freaking shit. Um, and then they go on a vacation together and then they live together. They give them a shared apartment for... Oh my gosh, this is all on the show? Are they yeah, married so before like, or after? No, oh. no, 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 no. So the final... This is why I'm mad because I thought I was all caught up and I was like jamming through all the episodes and then we have one episode left that releases on Friday, the finale. So the finale is the weddings. So the thing I don't like is they still talk about it like they can opt out. So essentially their can final they? decision... Yes. So What's they all go to the wedding <laughs> and they walk down the aisle and then at the altar they say yes, yes or, or no. no. Yeah. So it's still like you have an out. It's not. So it's all proposal phase basically. Yeah. Except they're like whew. condensing all of that sort of like first date, second date, third date, practicing living, living together, together, all that sort of stuff. Yep. 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 So it what an that intense part feels show. inauthentic, right? but I mean, it's, it's all probably inauthentic, yeah. right? Yeah, I think they do genuinely feel the pressure of those things, oh, though. Sure. Like, I think they've done a good job manufacturing that kind of drama and anxiety, <laughs> which makes it interesting. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine how this would, like, mess with somebody's head being on this show. Yeah. And I, I think that's what's happening to one of the characters that I really liked from the beginning. And I think she's just kind of freaking out because she's like, this is crazy, but it's not crazy because I love you, but also what? We're getting married. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's a good say. reaction. That yeah. should be everyone's reaction, I well, think. That's what I was saying. Like, that's healthy. Like, good for you. I'm sorry that people are telling you that there's an issue with that, you know? So. No, I support yeah. that. Right. Yeah. I always find any show that like, and I watch plenty of reality competitions, right? So like, who am I to say? But I think when <laughs> they, when the reality competitions have to do specifically with finding a romantic partner, mm -hmm. I feel like those shows need to be even more responsible about yeah. what's going on mm -hmm. than something like survivor or big brother or amazing race or whatever. Cause like those shows, they're not trying to, they're not trying to like expedite a, well, they're, I mean, they're not, not trying to like emotionally <laughs> manipulate you, but they're not trying to expedite a major life change. You right. know what I mean? Right. Cause like if you're getting married, that's a major life change. Or yeah. if you're, yeah. if you're on the bachelor and you're, well, I guess that's another one where like you could propose, like that's a major life change. So those always make me feel a little bit more wary. Cause I'm like, ah, what are they doing behind the, like, I, I feel really strongly that all reality TV and all reality competition should do a better job providing like mm. mental health support and yep. emotional support 
for it to anybody who signs up because even if you sign up it's intense but i feel like the romance shows especially because you need somebody there to remind you that like you're on a tv show this is not like you're gonna hear people talking about romance you're gonna you're gonna hear people talking about falling in love and some of that might be real and some of them might not be real and it's okay either way you just need to be able to think clearly about it you know yeah yeah and one of the girls has a lot of issues with anxiety another girl has a lot of i'm gonna say trust issues that's very reductive but like she was adopted she was assaulted you know like a lot of very serious things to unpack that she's trusting her chosen partner with here and it's like Mm -hmm. it's four weeks and he literally could leave you know so right yeah i think this one is it's it's tough for sure. I it feels cringy and it feels like they're playing on people's deepest desire to be loved and wanted Aww. and cared for. So I love I really like and want it to work out because they do seem most of them mm-hmm. to like genuinely care for each other, but I think the show's angle is like it's good TV. So See, that's the other weird. thing like it, there, there is absolutely somebody there thinking about like, how do we get the most out of these moments and what is the best TV? Yeah. But you can cast people who you know are game for what they're about to go through mm, that's true. versus somebody who seems like maybe they're not fully. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not saying that the people who are on the season you're watching are fully game or fully understand. It sounds like maybe some of them aren't the right people for the show. Mm-hmm. But I think of a show like um, Too Hot to Handle. I don't know if either of you have watched Too Hot to Handle. But that one, they basically take a bunch of people who are like, I'm going to go on a dating show and I'm going to fuck a bunch. Oh, yeah. And then they surprise <sighs> them and say like, oh, by the way, it's a game show. Anytime that you kiss or have sex or anything, like you lose money from the pot like (laughs) that's that's at least not like that's not like forcing people into a situation you know what i mean (laughs) like uh where like they have to do things uh it's it's like the opposite and so all those people kind of like sign up for a, a, a wild and chaotic and pandemonious time um, and it sounds like maybe not everybody in love is blind is realizing that that's what's gonna happen to them yeah yeah i think that's a good way to put it yeah it's good but maybe sad a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. It's a phenomenon, if nothing else. Yeah, for sure. I would recommend you watch at least the first episode because it's fascinating. I think I'll probably watch some of at least some of these shows because I think I think Netflix is probably going to eventually try to put out a competitor to like the challenge mm. because they're building mm. like their own reality like universe, you know, like with Love is Blind, with Too Hot to Handle, with The Circle. Like their their reality competition brand is really strong, and so I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to directly compete with the challenge. Some of those some some folks have already made it to the challenge, hmm. so if they're gonna if 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 those people are already interested in something like that, I can't imagine Netflix not trying to do something like that. Yeah. Well, Doug, you said you're thinking about some stuff. Did I? Uh, I thought you did. Maybe you didn't. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm thinking about some things. Are you thinking some? Uh, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm about, thinking about anything. Things. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, to hop on my quick soapbox and talk a little bit about political portrayals. Mm. Uh, they're just not to dwell too much on it, but there have been a lot of continued attacks on trans youth and oh. talking about race and history in schools and quite honestly, LGBTQ plus people also in general. Uh, so just a reminder to pay attention to what, like, some politicians are sprouting 
and spouting and uh, letting them know that it's messed up and actively harming uh, some of the most vulnerable pe- vulnerable people uh, in our country. Mm-hmm. So just uh, and also that to to listen to what they're saying loudly and what they're saying quietly, mm-hmm. uh, because there is a very unfortunate coincidence of a lot of this type of legislation, this like civil rights rewind mm-hmm. legislation. Uh, it often comes at the same time as quieter legislation or quieter yeah. um, in. court hearings or revelations. Just look at Texas and today. Uh, there's two big news pieces out of Texas, and I do think one of them is meant to cover the other, and it comes at the expense of trans kids, which is really gross. Yeah. Yeah. And as you're talking about that access to healthcare for folks who may get pregnant and don't want to be pregnant is another thing that is coming under attack. So mm-hmm. it's a scary time, but uh, we can uh, we can make our voices heard. So do yeah. that if you're feeling up to it. Mm. So an, an epic, unfortunate twist and betrayal of a lot of people uh, in our country. Mm. And that's all I got. That sad news. Yeah. That sad reminder. It's an important thing, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing about it. Any other things? It's weird to transition. Tough to tough to I get have, away from that. Yeah. I, I don't have anything else. Um, I don't think I do, other than I tried to put a gaming chair together today <gasps> and it was really hard, so maybe oh, they should no. make that easier. <laughs> oh, did you like... To transition away. Yes, thank you. Uh, did you get a new one? Like, it came in a box in two pieces? Or like yeah, you tried came, to make one well, from scratch? Well, more than two pieces, that's for sure. Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was really hard to put together by myself. Oh. Uh, so maybe make it easier next time, gaming chair people. Thanks. <laughs> For real. Yeah, that's that's a cool I'm sitting thing. in it, so. Okay. All right, it's functional. <laughs> Fingers crossed we don't hear a giant boom as we right? uh, crash <laughs> recording. That's the ultimate betrayal. Yeah. <laughs> Chair falling apart underneath me. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you for that transition, Doug. Uh, let's get into our video game betrayals. Uh, so what we did is we selected a list of games and we've kind of broke from our usual style. So we actually collaborated on this list together. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we started recording, we had some very serious negotiations about <laughs> what we were willing to spoil for each other. Um, this was a really tough exercise, I, I think. Uh, we found that it's it's hard to think of big game twists and betrayals. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times games might have some kind of surprise or like little twistiness, but we wanted to pick things that um, seemed pretty overt. So a couple disclaimers. We are definitely going to spoil things um <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah yeah no yes. question there yeah like that's essentially what this episode is just spoilers um <laughs> but we didn't want to spoil for each other so like i said we did edit so if you don't want to even know that a game may or may not have a spoiler or a twist you could feel free to tune out we will see you in two weeks and we wish you well uh, we ourselves are super spoiler conscious and we know folks are super spoiler phobic. So we honor and respect that as we get going. Yeah. yeah. Yes. As a yeah. big spoiler phobe, I have no hard feelings if you dip out now. Yeah. Take care of yourself out there. <laughs> Protect your peace. <laughs> so let's jump in. I have a fun fact, but oh. I, I will maybe share it at the end. Oh. It's like a, it's a Julius Caesar fun fact. I should have shared oh. it earlier. I just like didn't want to throw it in. I don't know. I'm so, yeah, because on our, on our show notes, it just says, I have a fun fact. And so I'm so intrigued by this. It's going to be the last twist of the episode. Beautiful. <laughs> well, I mean, it's... you got to build okay, that tension. 
no, no, no. Maybe I'll just share it now because I should have just shared it earlier because we're not, we're, we're talking twists. We've kind of moved on from our Julius Caesar bit, but <laughs> okay. I was still excited to share it. So I will. Um, did you know that I was actually at the spot where Julius Caesar was backstabbed in the back? No. Where is that? I don't even know where that like happened. Like, officially. did you stand where, where he stood? So you can't stand where he stood. So in Rome, um, you could go to the forum and his burial or his, his like burning pyre. <laughs> he was buried on the uh, spot. <laughs> yeah, no. Like there is an area where people actually lay like flowers and roses in honor and remembrance of him, which is pretty cool. Huh. But the actual place where he was stabbed is a little bit farther north. Um, it's actually a cat sanctuary now. So what? what? Yes. Oh my God. It's what? my favorite place. I to want go. my death space to turn into a cat sanctuary sounds yeah. amazing i have a cool picture that i will post to our twitter but it, it's um old ruins that are pretty far like in the ground so you stand i don't know like maybe 50 feet above and they've got um clear gates around the area and it's it's pretty big he was killed down there and then now all these roman cats rome has a <laughs> stray cat problem or wonderful thing i don't know yeah cat opportunity um yeah yeah so they all live there and they actually opened a shelter so you can go and um adopt or sponsor a roman cat you can adopt a roaming roman cat hell yeah yes you absolutely can but not one's name's brutus no don't do that no no no. they they already have names (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but that's my fun fact i just wanted to share that's so funny thanks for sharing that yeah 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 yeah, again, nothing to do with games, but I just wanted to work it in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so who wants to get us kicked off with our first uh, game with a twist? Well, I'll kick us off with a game that I think kicks off with a betrayal, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm. This was, I'll admit, this was a hard task for me because my memory is garbage. <laughs> um, and so a lot of the things, like a lot of the games that I knew might have had twists I wasn't confident about or games that the two of you had mentioned, I was like, I did play that, but I don't remember. <laughs> um, or it was stuff that I, I'm very confident one of the two of you or both of you will play. Um, mm-hmm. And so I don't even want to ask, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. one that I was pretty sure uh, started with a betrayal, but not like not in the way you normally think of a twist is God of War, because the whole premise of that game is that Kratos is betrayed by the gods, right? He's like seeking revenge mm-hmm. on them. Yeah. Ares, why have you <laughs> forsaken me? Yeah. Oh, I, that was not so exactly good, the line. It was beautiful. Yeah. It should be. Thank you. Yeah. It's it's close to that. Uh, the Ares part is accurate. But yes, you're totally right. You know, he plays Kratos and you, you're murdering everybody, but he's acting in his rage because the gods have forsaken him and tricked him, essentially, and gave him strength in the moment, but then let him kill his family. Oh, I was going to say it's, it's because he, yeah, they like tricked him into killing his own family. Right. Oh shit. That's like pretty horrific. I would say extreme. (laughs) It's a pretty big betrayal. I'd say so. (laughs) God of war lore. So he was fighting. Kratos was fighting. uh, Not the Spartans. Oh God. He was fighting another warring faction that I can't remember their name right now. Um, And he was about to get killed and he called out to Ares and said like, give me the strength and I will be your servant. And then it gave him all this rage. And then in his blind rage, he ended up killing his wife and daughter. Uh, he, like, damn. Yeah, he like couldn't calm down. So, yep. That's rough. So multiple layers of betrayal. Cause it sounds like his wife oh, and daughter probably mm-hmm. thought he was, well, I mean, 
betraying them by killing right. them. Yeah. But then yeah. waking up and figuring out you did that. You betray yourself. Ooh, when the gods betray you, you betray yourself. Damn. Oh, damn. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kratos' journey to find himself. That's what the game's about. Yeah. Shoot. Do you know yeah. I do not remember any of that? <laughs> There's so much character development that, oh, it's just so <laughs> God of War 2 betrayed me. I'll say that oh, much. Oh, that's right. true. Ghost controller. Or did uh, I betray God of War 2? I'm not sure. It betrayed you. Uh, it, made, it definitely made me feel things I wasn't expecting uh, or wanting to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's for sure. Uh, so good. I actually thought of another one that kind of starts with a betrayal. Ooh. Um, and that one's Far Cry 5. This is something that happens like very early... Uh, in the game, it, it sort of like kicks off how you end up in the predicament you're in. You play as, I think, like a sheriff's deputy or something like that. Um, and you are called into this basically like a cult compound uh, to arrest like the cult leader, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. things kind of go awry. And so you're like, all right, we got to get out of here. This isn't working. And when you get back to your helicopter to escape, you like call the dispatcher um, to let Uh-oh. you get out. And it turns out that the dispatcher <gasps> is one of the cultists. No. <gasps> um, and so the whole reason you end up stuck there and the whole reason you end up stuck in the setup. county is because it was a setup exactly um yeah and so that was a moment that like even though it's not like a big game end twist or you know like a big betrayal like down the line i remember watching that in the opening uh and i actually played this with my my spider-man podcast co-host Derek, and both of us were just like oh fuck you (laughs) like it was it was like one of those moments where like god damn like this is bullshit we were set up so that was a that was definitely a big moment for me (laughs) oh my goodness that's a good one yeah yeah it, it was effective. Oh. It was really effective. Because even though you kind of knew you, you were going to have to spend time there, it still was like one of the few people you'd interacted with to that point in the game. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's uh, <laughs> it, it's it's early, but it is effective. Damn. Yeah. That oh, actually man. makes me want to play it more. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just play like the first 30 minutes and you'll get, you know, some of the best story uh, in the game. <laughs> throw my shade at far cry 5 real quick (laughs) it's a very fun game it's a very fun game one kind of uh twist surprise for me uh i remember from uncharted one it's just uncharted but i keep calling it uncharted one uh i remember playing it was a long long time ago this is actually probably one of the first games i played on ps3 um i remember playing all the way through it's kind of a serious like treasure hunter game i mean nathan drake is funny but there's nothing abnormal mm-hmm. about, you know, trying to pillage for treasure or whatever. Um, and you get almost all the way at the end. And all of a sudden, these zombie <laughs> yeah. Eldorado yes. monsters pop up. So yes. shocking. And they were difficult to beat. So shocking. That, I was fully gagged because... Mm-hmm. Because I just like I had no idea, and I think I think when I was playing that game, somebody like was watching me play, uh, like like uh, I think oh. I had a friend who was like, "Oh, I really want like next time you play, let me know." And she was like watching as I played. She was like very invested in the story, and when that happened, both of us were just like, "Are these are these zombies? Is this a zombie game? Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, what what is happening?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. really, up to that point, it's like. Like you said, it's funny, but it's like no nonsense. It just kind of like yeah. another uh, explorer. Let's look at these cool 
artifacts and steal them type of game. And then, yeah, just like out of nowhere. That was the first time I had played any game like that. Like I never played any uh, like Laura Croft or anything like that. And I think I only played it because mm-hmm. both of you had played it and were like, this is so mm. good. So then I was playing mm-hmm. and I was like, what the hell is happening with these zombies? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And they're scary and yeah. intense yeah. and like yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Vicky, mm-hmm. like difficult to beat. Yeah. Yeah. Not into that. Uh-huh. Although I was kind of into it. Yeah. I mean, it's super fun. Like, mm-hmm. it ends up being really fun. And it ends up being kind of characteristic of the series, right? Like, and if you think of, you know, Indiana Jones or Lara Croft games, um, they all kind of have some sort of little, twi- like, supernatural type twist to it. So it's like, almost like I should have seen it coming, but there's no way to. Like, you don't know that it's going to follow in those footsteps. Um mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. It, they end up kind of carrying that through into other games, like some element that you wouldn't necessarily expect or think to be grounded in reality, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, And Uncharted in general, I feel like, is a game that has, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, I think it has some betrayals along the way. You know, you never quite ever know who to trust. <laughs> oh, yes. That's very true. Probably like through the whole series. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I didn't even bring that up. another oldie uh but a goodie so the very very first assassin's creed has a ginormous uh twist at the end uh you play in this one as altair and you go through the whole game trying to you know figure things out and get the peace of eden and help the order the brotherhood and then at the very end you find out that the leader of the order is actually working for the enemy and he wants the peace for himself and wants his ultimate like god power yeah damn so you know altair has to do a little work and kick his butt um but it was it was just really weird because the whole i love assassin's creed i have not played valhalla uh, but i've played a few but i cannot follow the actual storyline. I was going to say. I like doing <laughs> the assassin things. Uh-huh. But yeah, I just, I don't actually know what the Peace of Eden <laughs> does. It's so Is weird. every game about the Peace of Eden? No, oh. but it's like weird, mystical. So I played the first couple yeah. Assassin's Creed games and then some of Odyssey. One, yeah. I definitely beat the first one, but I don't remember that twist, probably because I was so confused about what the hell yeah. was happening in the story <laughs> and what am I a part of and what are you a part of and what is this mm-hmm. actually about? Is that why people say you can skip it? Is it conf- Is that why, like, the is, the, is that... Because I hear that a lot. People say you can jump right um, into two. They all have elements of confusion in them, I oh, think. Oh, okay. So it's not like the first one is just like the only confusing one. Yeah. I think it's gameplay. It's a tough game. Oh, to play gotcha. And okay. there's, there's no trophies. Oh, no trophies. <laughs> I'm surprised you played it. I mean, that's why I haven't played the first Lego Batman is because there's no trophies. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate betrayal. No trophies. I know, right? <laughs> no trophies, By no game, play. no trophies. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, it just has the the whole story has a weird other like reality that is happening at the same time because you like go in a pod or something in time travel. That's the only thing I remember, and I didn't (laughs) finish the game, but that's what I remember from it is like you're yeah you're like aren't you like quantum leaping into the past basically? Yeah, (laughs) you're like past lives or whatever. Yes, wild. Um, So that part I don't understand, but when you actually go into your past life, that's what I dig. and then at the end of this one, you're you're Altair in your past life, and you have to fight the Order leader. So 
That was surprising. I wonder why they didn't make the twist of that game the fact that you are actually in the present and just like (gasps) drop hints along the way. Oh, hey, you want to know something that I'm remembering about the present in that game? Kristen Bell is actually in that game. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. She plays. She. Well, that's another twist. She actually (laughs) she works for the company that has you plugged in and it has bad intentions. And then she actually helps you escape. Huh. That's another twist. Kristen Bell for the win. Interesting. So she betrays the company and ends up betraying somebody down for betraying the company. Yeah. Yep. Down with the man. (laughs) (laughs) Wild. Another game that I think logically comes next is The Last of Us because Mm. it's got both zombies and a twist at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Can I say that when we were when we were like discussing what our next topic would be, the topic of like twists and betrayals came up, and like the I think like the first example you threw out was like, you know, like we could talk about the last of us. Yeah. And my immediate reaction was I played the last of us. What are they talking about? <laughs> and I have since recalled. Ah, good, good, good. I was going to ask. Um, but uh, it took a long time for my brain to like kick back into gear. If it's what I think you're, or you're going to talk about. Yeah. I mean, Probably. so <laughs> I, it would be shocking. I would love to hear if there's a different twist uh, because throughout the whole game, uh, you play as Joel, uh, and you're escorting uh, your new friend, new tiny human that you're taking care of, uh, <laughs> fun tween slash young teen uh, Ellie, um, who, you know, is taking the place of your dead daughter, who, I guess, twist, surprise, betrayal, gets fucking shot dead uh, within the first, like, couple scenes of the game. But Ooh. so you go through this tragic beginning you meet and you probably then go through a lot of tragedy in between and then this little kid comes along who uh is immune to the zombie bites right bitten by zombies but still human so you're escorting this kid across uh state lines and across the u.s to take her to a place where they can then create a cure for uh the zombie infections Mm -hmm. and you find out in the last fucking scene, that in order for the cure to be created, they've got to kill Ellie, which like punches you in the gut as a player and as yeah. Joel, who then kills yeah. everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's layers to this it's one. Funny. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, I if I, I I didn't get very far in Last of Us Two because PlayStation Now expired it, but um, uh, I'm glad that I did play what I did play because I never I, it would have I just didn't remember the end because my brain is so stupid uh but they recap some of that stuff at the beginning so thank goodness i was able to be like do that is it hmm is it something that's addressed yeah. um but yeah like there's layers to it because the game right. sort of betrays you right mm-hmm. in that like yeah. this character that you've you've grown to love and care yeah. about and your whole the whole point of not the whole point but a big part of what you're doing is like protecting this child absolutely right? Um, but then Joel basically like betraying the entire cause, the whole world, the whole yeah. point of everything they've been doing is to like figure out a way to cure. And he's like, can't do it. And like, you, you kind of get, get it, it, but you're yeah. also kind of like, dude. <laughs> yeah. It was one of the first times I remember feeling genuinely torn about stuff because mm-hmm. you, like you just said, I just spent literally all these hours slogging through zombies, trying to protect this kid getting eaten by clickers, 
to like get her to this space and to like mm-hmm. basically save the world. So you feel pissed because you find out saving the world requires killing the one person you just spent all this time growing to love. And especially as Joel, who's like clearly got some stuff going on about daughters and all that. Right. And then mm-hmm. you kill everybody who was also trying to save the world. So like the one shot is gone. Uh it's yeah. just so, uh, it's just such a twist in so many directions. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like hard. I don't even still, I still don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I, I don't know that there is a way. Uh, I don't know. I, I, this is a, is a pretty big statement, but I don't know that there's a way to feel good about it either way. Like, yeah, I don't know that there's lose. a way to like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's one of those sort of like philosophy question or I guess ethics questions they give you where it's like well something sucks either way oh yeah Yeah. the train scenario yeah Mm -hmm. exactly when I was thinking about The Last of Us not talking about it I really thought that the betrayal was Joel's betrayal of Ellie um, and Ellie like wanting to use her immunity for good Mm. um, or like at least feeling like she could do something that's true Um, when he didn't like tell her yeah yeah he took away her like agency in that scenario and again like she's a kid but also like she she knew what was going on like she lived in that reality too yeah yeah and i don't i don't remember the exact line but i think like i remember her them leaving um and her like looking a little dejected and he was like yeah it just didn't work out kiddo yeah she was like trying to ask like what happened Mm -hmm. um so that was where i thought the big my biggest I have no idea how I feel about the whole thing, but that I was like, oh, God, but that one hurts. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's one of those <sighs> things where you're just like mad at the situation. Yeah. You're just like, ah, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is what we got to do. Lot. I feel like the same thing kind of happens, or at least a, a similar buildup uh, in the sense that like there are characters who care about each other and then things go awry happens in the Spider-Man game on PS4 too. Oh, definitely. I feel like there were feelings sort of similar to the last of us where you know whether you know the characters or not the relationship between the protagonist peter parker and the ultimate sort of big boss in doc ock is that throughout the whole game you're like his assistant and you're like helping him work on this technology he's trying to develop because he's like been spurned uh by like a, a sort of corporation so like a character that you're sort of rooting for and supporting and then ultimately at the end, you're like, wait, no, 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 hold on. No, no, no. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. We care yeah. about each other. Don't do that. <laughs> please stop. Please stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the game forces you to to address it. Yeah. Yeah. I also think with Spider-Man, another not as uh, close relationship. And I honestly don't even remember his real name in it. Uh, he's like the silver guy, uh, Mr. Negative. Oh, Mr. Negative. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> who Vicky and Colin I totally remember. bombed yeah. in one of our previous episodes around uh, yeah. video game trivia. Yeah, I want to say oh, it's yeah. Martin Lee, but I it could is. be wrong. Yeah, I think it is. Because he's this like philanthropist who's helping out at the shelter. You're you're like visiting every once in a while to talk with Aunt May and like get to know the people. And he seems like a guy who's genuinely kind and caring and donates money and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and then surprise, he's been fucking stuff up the whole time and is this super yeah. villain that turns silver and has the power of 
negativity. <laughs> I still don't fully understand all the supervillains uh, in Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> Most of them are much easier to understand. They're like animals, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's a little higher concept, I guess. Yeah. I don't really get like it either. photo negative. <laughs> I knew the Doc Ock twist because I've been exposed to Spider-Man stuff before and Doc mm-hmm. Ock was such a... Is such a big part of that franchise. The Mr. Negative genuinely took me by surprise uh, because I did not know that was even a character. Yeah. I feel like maybe they had to do something like that, right? Because I Mm -hmm. think the Doc Ock stuff was really effective because it's like a personal relationship and sort of like adopted father type situation or father figure type thing mm-hmm. um and you know peter parker and all his <laughs> all his trauma uh, yeah. that sort of carries through each story but because doc ock is a character that so many people know i almost wonder if they were like well we can't have it just be that we gotta right. have something else in there yeah well the next game on here i think is uh only a game i've played which is fire emblem three mm-hmm. houses yeah. And full disclosure, I still have not beaten it yet, so there could be more twists and betrayals. <laughs> more betrayal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that I don't even know about. Um, but in this game, so you spend many, many hours uh, at a school getting to know you You are Byleth, which is this kind of vessel. Uh, and you are at this school getting to know the students, um, helping them train, um, helping them navigate relationships and political strategy because it's like a school for like the politically important kids. Oh. So you play for, and I, I don't want to undersell a lot of hours just getting to know them in like the first <laughs> act. <laughs> and oh right before kind of the last battle of like the big first act, there's been throughout this figure called the flame emperor who's kind of like going against the institution that you are fighting for and and within the school of the flame emperor has been showing up and messing stuff up and you know causing issues for the institution that you're kind of working with and at the end of this big battle or right before this big battle i forget specifically uh it's revealed that the fucking flame emperor is one of the like leader students of one of the houses what <laughs> yeah what and yeah. then the fire nation attacked <laughs> yeah <laughs> basically uh <laughs> yes uh which i was like are you fucking kidding me like i just i don't want to fight against this student now that i like yeah. have been getting to know they weren't in the house that i was in and you can't recruit them into your house because they're the leader of another school but like uh, or another class, but I was, uh, they were like, you know, if I ever played again, which I don't think I will because the game is a million hours long and I have other <laughs> stuff I have to play, I would have went with their house. Yeah. Um, because, yeah. you know, That's she's a that w- badass character. She can be, she's like queer in the universe. And so I was like, hell yeah, I like this person. It's like then, breaking yeah, my brain a little bit. Flame Emperor. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that's a big one. Yeah, it was very big, very surprising. I was like, oh, I literally gasped uh, as it was happening because I would just, I just could not, uh, I never would have imagined or guessed. So, so there it is. Now I, I, I hope there's no other twists like that in the rest of the game. <laughs> don't oh know my if you gosh. Take it. Yeah, literally, my heart, I don't know if I can take it because I'm already now 
killing students that uh, I used to know. Yeah. (laughs) That's wild, especially because there's multiple versions that you can play. Like, yeah, because you can take different tracks or whatever. That's wild. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. It was something. Uh, I always hear about how good that game is. But I also hear that it's a million hours long. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> it's got some good, uh, like, advanced wars style, turn-based, moving the pawns around the chessboard, mm-hmm. battling. And it's also okay. a dating sim, which you know oh I love. <laughs> it's a little bit of everything. And it's got yeah. political drama and fucking twists. Uh, so there's a lot. There is a lot. If it were a political drama, it didn't have some twists and turns. You know they'd yeah. be doing it wrong. Yeah, right. of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Doug, you're the only one that played this next game, I think. Yeah. yeah. So Fire Emblem is one that only you've played. Castlevania Symphony of the Night is one that I have uh, that only I have played. <laughs> and this is one that's maybe more of a twist than a betrayal. But I did say that God of War 2 kind of betrayed me. <laughs> um, and I think that Castlevania Symphony of the Night kind of also betrayed me, especially when I played it as a kid. I felt quite betrayed. Uh-huh. But I'll also say... It's like the best kind of betrayal because, and this is something I never talk about because I always want people to experience it, but we're in full spoiler mode and neither one of you crossed this off. So, um, so one of the greatest things, if not like the greatest thing about Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which is one of my favorite games, just based on gameplay and, and structure and all that sort of stuff is that you spend all this time you know, like battling your way through Dracula's castle, right? To get to Dracula and ultimately like slay Dracula. And you're like his son, which you know from the beginning, that's not like the twist or anything, but like there's a familial relationship there and you do all this work and, and all this, you know, beat all these bosses and all this sort of stuff. And then you get to Dracula or you get to, you know, the final boss or whatever, and you, you beat it and then learn that you're actually only halfway through because (gasps) there's a whole nother inverted castle. What? So you don't just 100% the game, you 200% the game. Oh and the count the, the percentage counter even counts up to 100%. So when but when you finish Damn, the first castle, you which done. you think is the only castle, you think you're done. You think you're done and then they're like, "Nope, JK, Damn. there's just as much more, baby, and it's all upside down." Wow. <laughs> yep. Shoot. Yep. They have to do it all. I mean, not all over again. It's, it's, you know, it's in, inverted. So it's different and, and whatnot. And there's like, you know, they, they play on the fact that it's inverted, but you, you didn't beat Dracula after all, basically. Oh my gosh. Dang. <laughs> it's fucking wild. And, you know, honest. at the time, yeah. when, when I was like watching my older brother play it and whatnot, that happened. We were like, <gasps> are you kidding me? And then now I'm like, oh, this is great. I get to basically play twice as much, you know? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's so, so the funny. best kind of betrayal. My wow. reaction, if I'm being honest, would be, I think I'm done here. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Like, oh, that's nice. Okay. Good luck to whoever does no, that. No, <laughs> no. By that point, you've had so much fun. You can't wait for more. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <sighs> oh, so good. My favorite. It's my favorite. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Dang. I'm glad you oh. enjoy it. It's great because then you know you you know the castle you, you say you know the castle inside out but do you really when it's upside down lies you know? yeah you don't yeah. I'm guessing oh it's great it's so good oh my gosh 
This other one is a little bit not quite like that, but this is one where I felt very betrayed by the game. I'm so excited. And this is to Animal see. Crossing. Yeah. Happy Home Paradise, right? We've been playing Animal Crossing for hundreds of hours. They release a DLC. You know, we, we're, we're in a groove. And then we get to Happy Home Paradise. And there's a whole nother store. And there's cool new items. And there's all sorts of fun new possibilities. And then Lottie, the true villain of this game, <laughs> drops a bomb on you that, oh, there's a different currency. Oh, so all that stock uh, market you've been playing. Yep. Oh, oh, you're a billionaire? Not here, you're not. Yeah. Thanks, Lottie. That's real. Thanks. That's real. Also, not being allowed to wear a beard at work. Betrayal. <laughs> yeah. So happy yeah. home paradise. I have many bones to pick with you. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think with that first one, too, like, they knew they made an oopsie with uh, having the totally different... Uh, monetary system, Pokey? Is that what it is? <laughs> I think uh, it's Pokey, yeah. Oh, really? Because they later yeah. added in an update that gave you the ability to credit. convert, uh, yeah, to do credit, one, but also I oh. think to convert oh. your bells into Pokey. <gasps> oh my gosh, I didn't even know that happened yet. Oh. Yeah, Whoa. because after you buy something with Pokey, it shows up in your catalog and you can then buy mm -hmm. it with bells. Yes, uh, that is nice. Yeah. But I okay. totally, yeah, the second currency, what the hell are they thinking? And beards? Yeah. No beards? And I still can't wear a beard at yeah. work. Rude. Yeah. Very rude. 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 So mm -mm. rude. I was wondering Ugh. how that, why, why you added that to the list, but now I see. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel personally attacked <laughs> yeah. by that game. That's yeah. Fair. You've donated, a, you've donated, you put a lot donated. of hours in. <laughs> I know. I didn't put hundreds of hours in this to have to shave every time I go into work. Yeah. Rude. Yeah. <laughs> well, this last game that we're going to talk about is one we've mentioned on the podcast before and one we've all played and in the case of Doug and myself recently beat. Uh, mm -hmm. So clap for us, uh, which is thank you. Thank Please you, clap for me. <laughs> yes. uh, which is It Takes Two. Yeah. Yes. Game so, of the year. Say oh, that yeah. again, Vicky. Game of the year. It oh, yes, year. yes, yes. Last year's game of the year. The reason, well, there's multiple, I feel like, betrayals in this game. The book, I think, is just constantly betraying. <laughs> uh, betraying you as the player. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we felt constantly betrayed every time he showed up. Yeah, oh. so the what you said for the beginning of Far Cry when you realized the helicopter guy was going to leave you, like ah, oh, fuck <laughs> you. That's how I felt pretty much every time uh, the book showed up. I think up. we said it many times too, <laughs> yeah. because Aww. because you end up you like making progress and you're like, oh, we're finally at her room or whatever, you know, insert whatever location here that you're trying to get to. And then this damn book shows up and is like, JK, let me kick you out of the house. Like, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Who needs progress? <laughs> Apparently not us, but the like true betrayal was a moment that <laughs> forces you to betray yourself, really, uh, in this mm -hmm. game. So yeah. we've talked before, you you play as these two, as this couple that's getting a divorce. They have a kid together. Their kid is a, a sweet little kid who just wants their parents to get along. And so she she does 
you know, different things to try and get them to talk to one another throughout the series. So you're like really feeling for this kid and being like, damn, parents, you really messed this kid up. You should really think Mm -hmm. about your behavior. And so instead of thinking about their behavior, so the kid cries on paper and they think that that's what causes them to get small. So they're like, you know what we need to do in order to get big? We need to make our child cry. And you know how we should yeah. make her cry? We should destroy her favorite toy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should make our own child cry more. Yeah, just oh like, let's really, let's really fuck her up. So yeah, they... by slowly ripping off the limbs of her favorite toy. Oh my god, yes. You get to the roof. You start slowly ripping off the limbs of this cute (laughs) elephant who's just excited to see you and then really scared once she realizes what's happening Mm -hmm. and starts running away and like begging for her life. Yeah. After she offered you cookies. Uh Yeah. Super sweet. And then as as you rip some of her limbs off, you then start dragging her towards the edge. (laughs) (laughs) And and it's, you know, two players. So two of you are consciously making the decision. To, to drag her button. towards mm-hmm. the end. Yeah. yeah. And as you're dragging her, her ear gets caught or her arm <gasps> gets caught. And so you have to push the button harder to oh, then yes. tear off the ears or limbs <gasps> that are caught on the things. It's terrible. It's pretty awful. It's so brutal. It's maybe one of the most brutal things I've ever done in a game. And I played The Last of Us and The Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Because then after doing all that, you then still need to bring her to the edge where then she hangs on and then you need to like get her off. And the whole time she's like scrambling and and, crying and crying. And when I was playing with Doug, when we were when she we were like talking about how shitty it felt to be doing this. And then when she was (laughs) close to the edge and close to falling, I was like, do you think we have to? If we just, like, like what stop, if we don't? What happens? Do you think that's okay? <laughs> like, is yeah. there an alternate ending to this scenario? There's not. There's not, everybody. You have to. You gotta murder that elephant. You oh. do. For nothing. For nothing. For nothing. Yeah. It literally gutted me. <laughs> Ugh. We were pretty fucked up. The ultimate betrayal, for real. Like, (laughs) I felt like I was betraying everything that I was Mm -hmm. in that moment. You know why? Because when you walk into a game like The Last of Us, you know it's a zombie game. Yep. When you walk into The Walking Dead, they advertise it as a game where you have to make difficult choices. When you walk into something like Far Cry, you know it's going to be brutal in some way, shape, or form. But this... I never expected. (laughs) I mean, it's about divorce. Divorce is messy, you know? Yeah. But I didn't think it was like murder your child's favorite toy, Messi. That's not yeah. what I didn't realize that part. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was a great dramatic retelling of it. It's been a little bit longer since I've played that. And I specifically remember having the thought, oh, my God, I can't wait till you two get there and see how you Yeah, you told that. us. We stopped like right before. Yeah. And you're like, I can't wait for you to see what's next. <laughs> I was excited. Thought it was be something cool. Oh, no, it's something else. (laughs) Not cool. And I'll say, it's really well done. This is not like a knock on the game. It's really well done. It's just, it's so effective at making you feel like shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's wild how it's like a very powerful moment. Like, that that is something I will remember for a long time in a video game. Yes. Yeah, my memory's trash, but I'm not forgetting that. (laughs) Yeah. No (laughs) way. That one time where you murdered your 
video game child's animal. Yeah. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Well, that's it, I'm folks. emotionally exhausted just thinking about Ending it. Ending on yeah. <laughs> a dead, cute, stuffed elephant that we killed. <laughs> the we did that. Twist. Yep, we did yeah. it. Womp, womp. <laughs> well, I hope you all can emotionally recover. We're definitely going to take a few beats <laughs> after that last <laughs> twist of betrayal. Uh, so take care of yourselves. Uh, and thank you for listening and making it through. Uh, and if you have played any games um, that you feel like really, really got you or surprised you, uh, feel free to let us know. But I would say let us know, maybe have the title of the game and some lines, but before you actually get into the spoilers so that way we're not yeah. ruining games for ourselves um, <laughs> yes, or other people that would be preferred yeah yeah <laughs> so if you do want to safely share games with us uh i would probably say go with email at novelgamingpodcast at gmail.com so we're not ruining it for all of the tons of followers that we definitely have so um, many. <laughs> on twitter uh, which you can find us on Twitter at Novel Gaming Pod. Uh, so if you're also feeling up to it, if you don't want to betray us, you can rate, <laughs> review, subscribe uh, to Novel Gaming wherever you listen to your <laughs> podcasts and tell your friends. That's definitely not a betrayal. Uh, we would no. appreciate it. Uh, yeah. And thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll see you all in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye.